everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic, Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. Um, it's minute 29, which begins with jock number three going back to making out with Rachel. Like a siren's call. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, Mike, eh, it's fine. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty much exactly how it goes down. <laughs> which, you know, understandable. Mike sucks. Yeah. And making out doesn't, so... Right. <laughs> and I have it going through Fedora guy from the band saying, it's one of our shirts, man. So, <laughs> a lot happens in this minute. Yes, and I have a lot of notes. Oh, good. Did you say not a lot happens or a lot happens? A lot happens. Yeah, okay, I agree, I agree. Um, the first thing that happens is when he goes back to making out with Rachel, a new song starts playing. Okay. And it is not a song that is on the soundtrack, but it is a, it's a famous song and an old song. Uh, it's Thelma Houston's Don't Leave Me This Way. Okay. Which is a cover of a song that was originally by Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. She covered it in 1976. It was originally assigned to Diana Ross, and it was intended to be a follow-up to a hit that she had had. But then Thelma Houston got it. She was sort of an upcoming Motown artist at the time. Okay. So what, it was suddenly a hit in the discos. And it became a massive international hit and topped the Soul Singles chart. It became a Billboard Hot 100 number one for one week in April 1977. It peaked at number 13 in the UK. It went to number one on the disco chart. And then later in that year, it was featured on the soundtrack of the movie Looking for Mr. Goodbar. And it won the award for Best R&B Vocal Performance by a Female at the 20th Annual Grammy Awards. Wow. It was also, uh, throughout, it says throughout the 1980s and 1990s, Houston's version of the song became an official, an unofficial theme song for the AIDS epidemic in gay male communities of the West. Okay. American artist Nayland Blake created a work for American Foundation of AIDS Research about the epidemic that referenced the song and its significance in the community. An art ex- exhibition at the National Gallery of Australia entitled Don't Leave Me This Way, Art in the Age of AIDS opened in 1994 containing various works about this epidemic. A 246-page publication of the exhibition also followed. Okay. So that's kind of that's kind of cool, too. Yeah. And then the last thing I have about this song is it hit number seven on the 1977 year-end chart. So it was a gigantic hit. Yeah, I would say like, so. Then I have Denise is Sitting Alone. Yes, that song is our transition to Denise, who we haven't seen in a while. Right. And she's on the sofa, and she's bored. Did you? Oh, that's interesting. You got bored. I got, like, alienated. Like, I like sort of isolated. I mean, I, th- I think both is true. I yeah. think that she doesn't know anyone. Yeah. And doesn't care to talk to anyone. But she's yeah. stuck at this party. I guess she must... One of my notes is, why doesn't she just leave? I'm guessing the party is too far away for her to reasonably walk home. Because I know Preston right. was her ride, and she said she'd get a ride with someone else. But, like, right. is it really too far for her to just walk home? I mean, if Clueless has taught me anything, it's that you don't want to walk home in the valley. Is Are they in the valley? I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know either, but we'll we'll say that's the reason. Because Denise is yeah. just, she's sitting on the sofa, and she takes her coat off, and then she puts her coat back on, and she's doing it, like, just for something to do. I, I got the, actually, I always have interpreted that to be, she's sitting there, she takes her coat off, because she's like, I should at least take my coat off, a little take my coat off, stay a while. But also, she's wearing kind of like a nice, a pretty top mm-hmm. with kind of good, nice, good, cool, like ornate sleeves. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she's like, I'm going to take off my coat and sort of see if anyone 
notices me because I'm now in my cool shirt or whatever, my blouse. Interesting. And she looks around and she's like, that's dumb. Why did I even try? I'm going to put my jacket back on. Like the jacket is almost like her armor. Like she lets her guard down for a second. Interesting. And then she's like, nope, jacket back on. I like that. I always assumed that it was just like a, I need something to do. So I guess I'll take my coat off. But no, I like yours much better. There's uh, something, I want to say Empire Records. I can picture like someone puts like just sort of stuffing a fry into their mouth. Just sort of like. I'm so bored right now. I don't remember what movie it is, but I, like just sort of there's something to do. Oh, Bre- Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club where they're like, it's like the middle of the day where they're just sort of like nothing is happening. And and uh, Emilio Estevez is just unzipping and rezipping oh, his yeah, coat yeah, yeah. as fast as he can. That that feel, I, I see why you why you were like it's sort of just something to do because I'm so I'm so so bored. Yeah, I totally get that. I like 100%. yours better though. It feels yours yeah. feels a lot more layered and probably yeah. accurate. <laughs> but Denise is about to not be alone. No, this is. I don't know. I don't know what order I want to do this in because I have the actress that's going to play this girl. But I have my note before that is this girl's entire thing. Yeah, let's describe this girl's entire thing first. It first of all, okay. So this this girl in what looks like what you what your mom would put you in to go to a party, which she hasn't been to a party in twenty five years, and you've had this dress for nearly as long. Yes, I had a dress very similar to this back in the eighties when I was like eight. It yeah. looks it it's like a Laura, a short sleeved Laura Ashley dress that comes to probably like mid calf. Like everything about it is outdated and dumpy and like too old for a teenage girl to be wearing. Yeah. Like yeah. even a teenage girl in the eighties would not have been wearing this dress. It's yeah. It it looks like a little girl party dress from when we were small children. Does dowdy work? Is Dowd- dowdy maybe a dowdy word? is better than yeah. than dumpy. Like, what if you were a kindergarten teacher in the 80s and you were not the one that people wanted, but you loved the kids and you took care of the kids, this is the dress you would wear. Yes. Like, there's not, it's not anything. It's just sort of, I have clothes on. Yeah, probably especially for like picture day. Like, it's a nice dress that is classroom appropriate. Mm Mm-hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it would make you just, you wouldn't be like the cool fun teacher. You would just be... Right. The one who is very good at her job, but not the favorite. Right. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. So she comes up and she sits down next to Denise and she's like, hey, kind of like you would do it like uh, if you were sitting out the dances on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like she's sort of like, hey, and Denise's like, hey, and kind of like doing that thing uh, that you do when you know that you're cooler than someone because of how they're acting. And so you're like, I'm going to I'm going to be gracious here and kind and like be cool to them because I, you know, so she, Denise does the like, Hey, how's it going? And she's like, I mean, Hey, you, you were in my, you were in my language lab. Right. And Denise is like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I was. (laughs) And then in, in, in some of the greatest acting I've seen that happens in this movie, she goes, ha, I knew it. And she goes over to her friends. She's like, she does go to our school. Pay up losers. Yes. It is so funny and such a turn. Yes, it's <laughs> it's very interesting, especially because the group of people that she goes over to don't look like her. 
Yeah. They're like one girl's got like black lipstick and or like green hair or something. And like they they look like they're like a little maybe like theater kids, which, you know, I said they don't look like her. But guess where that dress probably (laughs) came from? I just had a backstory unfold in my head where she brought like they were like, does that girl go to our school? Hey, Sarah, go over. Do you have do you still have your costume from? A doll's house, and she's like, "Yeah, it's in my car. Go get it. Go, go put it on over your like party clothes." Uh huh. So that's some theater kid shit. Yeah, for real. That, or <laughs> if not that, then at the very least, look at this weird, ugly retro dress I found in the costume loft. I'm gonna steal it and wear it right. to a party tonight. Right. I- ironic. Sure. Not that I ever did that. I definitely did not. <laughs> steal the pants that I wore in working and wear them to class in college. Those <laughs> those hideous yellow and black plaid wool pants mm. that used to belong to Mrs. Dye. When oh, yeah. the, day, the day that we had that we had like the full day rehearsals and I like we all went to class in costume, Mrs. Dye was like, those are my pants. I was like, <laughs> okay, well, it's, that's weird. <laughs> it, it, it's like in, in the kids' yearbook where Kristen, all of uh, Lila and Matt's friends that her girls are wearing Lila's old clothes in the pictures. Oh, yeah. She's like, that's Lila's shirt. Those are, that's Lila's dress. Uh (laughs) Yep. Because she's just passed them on. (laughs) Right. Okay. So I have one question. What is Language Lab? Hey, I have one question. What is Language Lab? (laughs) It's got to be some kind of like, the best I can figure is that it is some sort of like foreign language class where it's like a, you own like you're only allowed to like an intensive foreign language class mm. where you're only okay. allowed to speak. You know, you basically take the class as though you were a fluent speaker is the only thing okay. I can think of that makes any sense. OK, OK. I had two. Uh, that makes sense. I had two other things occur to me. One is it's where it's like a I, I really latched on to lab. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have the lecture and then you have the language lab, which would make sense for if you just, it's time to speak, you know, just fluently. We're not learning, we're executing, yeah. which makes sense. But also, for some reason, I was picturing, like, all of the foreign language, like, it was multiple different foreign language classes meeting in, like, a big room with all of the teachers going. It's so and dumb. And just yelling I, at each I, other in their foreign languages. And, no, and just, like, like, almost like a study hall, but for language. That's okay. dumb. So the other thing I pictured was, <laughs> you know, in Love Actually, when Colin Firth learns Portuguese and he's sitting in that in that room where everyone's listening to like tape players and like, yeah, that's another thing that I thought of where it was like you have the lecture, but then you just have like immersion in listening to it on like a tape player or a CD player or something. That's possible. I had forgotten about that until you mentioned it just now. And that is entirely possible, yeah. It's something around there. It's definitely supposed to be because they couldn't say, like, English class again. <laughs> like uh. What you just said about, like, the Colin Firth thing, that makes a lot more sense in terms of, like, hey, weren't you in this class with me where we didn't really ever interact with anyone? Right. Like, if it's a class where you're supposed to be, like, conversing with people, then it probably wouldn't be like a, weren't you in my class? Because Denise would have been forced to converse with people. Right. So I bet it's more likely what you were talking about. Denise and Kat from 10 Things I Hate About You is is my number one friendship right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, that no, would be I, amazing. I would like to watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So this girl's name is Allie McLean. Okay. Her top three, we're going to go on a ride here. Okay. Her top three, her number one is that she was a consulting producer for the TV show Hollywood Darlings. Do you know this TV show? No. Childhood stars and friends Jody Sweeten from Full House, mm-hmm. Christine Lakin from Step by Step, okay, and Beverly Mitchell from Seventh Heaven play exaggerated versions of themselves in their current lives navigating the ups and downs of living in Hollywood. The actresses support one another as they tackle marriage, parenting, and reviving their acting careers. What? <laughs> when did this come out? It's 2017. I'm on Just Watch right now, so hold on. So this is after Fuller House, which is interesting. While you look for that, um, let me just shout out my favorite thing um, from what I watched of Fuller House before I could take it no longer. Mm-hmm. Stephanie Tanner is a is a music DJ, and her stage name is DJ Tanner, which is so funny to me. I love it. I <laughs> laughed so hard. I watched one episode of Fuller House, and I was like, that was about three quarters of an episode too much. So it is Hollywood Darlings has two seasons available on Apple TV and Google Play to buy and one season available to buy on Amazon. And that is, according to Just Watch, the only place you can find it. If you've watched Hollywood Darlings and it rules, let us know and we will do something. Maybe just be like, huh, or maybe more. Maybe I'll watch an episode or an episode or a season for the newsletter. Yeah. So that's her number one. Her second okay. credit is that she was in four episodes of a TV show called Law of the Land. And you aren't ready for her character's name, Erin. You Am may I think not? you are. Her character's name was Phoebe. Fine. Rose. Fine. Quackenberry, which is not a DuckTales character. So I'm not even sure what it's doing on television. Yeah, that's a name for sure. It is Um, definitely a name. (laughs) I would like to know what type of show that is that that is her character's name. All right. Now, as I look it up, do you think that this is more likely to be a drama or a comedy? With a name like Quackenberry, I think comedy. All right. It looks like a drama. CI operative... Phoebe Quackenberry, so she is the main character of this movie, and her team have learned that a group of Bahamian terrorists are planning an attack on the Hatchet Body Spray Factory. Okay, it is a comedy. Yep. Phoebe will do anything or anyone to stop them. Oh, so it's maybe a porn. It is a a porn TV show? Four episodes. No reviews. What? Remind me what it was called? Law of the Land. Oh, it says comedy right here. Hmm. I'm seeing a TV show in 1993? No, uh, 2013. Oh, well, that didn't come up on Just Watch. I wonder if maybe it didn't actually get made. It looks like it is on... Oh, it's on uh, French Kiss Records TV. Oh, I stand by my statement. It looks like it maybe didn't actually I think get it, I made. think it got made, but it was like, why would that happen? Hold on one second. I saw French Kiss Records referenced here. Company credits. Aren't we clever? French Kiss Records. Oh. David Cross partnered with Sid Butler at French Kiss Records and the Orchard Video Network to create FKR TV, another online content network to feature original content, many of which will be in the form of a comedy web series. Law of the Land is one of their first series that has a pretty great cast. The well, Oh, she wrote the show, too. 
Oh, so okay. They, they named all of these things, and it was like, as well as the show's writer, Ali McLean, in a comedic take on Homeland. We have yet to see a trailer or teaser before the premiere on August 15th, but we definitely think you should keep an eye on this like we'll be doing. And that was in 2013. Hold on one second. There's a link here. I just want to see if FKR TV is a thing anymore. It is not. <laughs> so that didn't... Uh, if, if it did uh, do anything, it is not a thing anymore. And then her last credit in her top three is that she was girl at club uncredited in one episode of the Tenacious D TV show, which was on HBO oh. back in like when we were in college or almost in college. Okay. Um, so, and then she is known as Allie on the air, uh, host and DJ for many shows, including Indie 103.1 FM and Sirius. So well. that is Allie McLean. I would normally feel bad that we used so much time talking about, but it is a stellar performance that she gives. And I think it's worth it because yep. the shift from shy to pay up losers is amazing. Yes. So then Denise gets silly string in her hair. Hey, Aaron. Yep. Can I tell you a little bit about Silly String? Tell me a little bit about Silly String. Right. Okay, so here we go. And then I have very little notes. So it's a toy of flexible, sometimes brightly colored plastic string propelled as a stream of liquid from an aerosol can. The solvent in the string quickly evaporates in midair, creating a continuous strand. It's often used during weddings, but it has also proven useful militarily to detect tripwires. Oh. So they shoot the Silly String and it catches on the tripwire, but it doesn't trip the tripwire so they get to see the tripwire which is pretty ingenious interesting so basically these two dudes leonard a fish and robert p cox were trying to make a can of aerosol that one would be able to spray on a broken or sprained leg or arm as like an instant cast oh well so if this was the result they failed just miserably so they got it to work but then they had to package it in a can and they had to test Listen to this. Tell me this isn't some James and Aaron type stuff. The two had to test 500 different kinds of nozzles. After having gone through... Nozzles is a funny word. It is a a funny word. (laughs) After having gone through about 30 or 40, Fish came upon one that produced a nice string which shot about 30 feet across the room. Then he was like, let's make it a toy. And there's no way he wasn't like, I'm not doing 470 more of this. Let's change what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that um, sounds like if you and I started a science experiment, <laughs> that is the route that it would go. Exactly. And also, there was this thing. So, you know, I said they did it with trip. They used it on trip wires. Mm-hmm. So they were doing that in Iraq. And then uh, there was a shipment of all this silly string that was supposed to go to the troops. You know, the troop supply of silly string. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they couldn't get a shipper to ship it to Iraq because it was aerosol based. So oh. there was this, in New Jersey, there was this big pallet full of silly string that was headed Jeez. for the military. They couldn't, fi- so eventually they found someone that had the proper licensing. But like, I love the idea of like, Sergeant, we need our silly string. Make the call again. Like, yeah. it's hilarious. So, so silly string uh, has had a long and, and storied history of being uh, annoying to pretty much everyone involved. So, yep. Especially Denise in this moment. Especially Denise in this moment. Then Breckenmeyer, the singer of the band, yep. comes on and says, now the subtitles got this wrong, or at least they got the delivery and pun of this wrong, because he says in a faux British accent, because we've already heard him talk with his American accent, mm-hmm. anybody order a love burger, 
well done. Which is funny because hamburgers. But yes. also, like, good job. But also, now, see, like, burgers. I didn't even get the good job part. I just immediately, like, the only part that I've ever... It's like right. it's like the, those things where you look at it and you can see, like, an old woman or a young woman. Mm-hmm. And, like, at first you can only see the one and then you can only see the other. Right. This was... I could only hear the the meat version. Right. The, the yeah, well the, done, like, cook, cooked a lot. Did anyone order a love burger cooked a, just a bunch? <laughs> right. And uh, the subtitles were the opposite because they, they presented it as only good job for, for we're the band now. Oh. And I, what did, I don't remember how they did it, but I was like, no, 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 no. That's not right. <laughs> that's not what he said. <laughs> and then he's about ready to start playing. The drummer starts counting them in and he looks over at the, at the guitar player who is wearing one of the t-shirts that yep. he was hawking earlier. Yep. And he says, what is, yeah, what is that? And the guy says, it's one of our shirts, man. Yeah. And now we're at the end of the minute. Now we're at the end of the minute. So let's do quick social media. And you are the quickest social media person I know. Okay. Well, let's see if I can uh, live up to that. We are on Twitter as a podcast at J-E underscore Minute Movies. But individually, I can be found at Unabashedly Aaron. I can be found at Unabashed James. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network, alongside a whole bunch of other great shows, one of which James is going to drop an ad for at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we normally sort of fake it being like we've run long, but this time we really have run rather long, so this time, time really is honeys. Go hot dogs! <laughs> Go hot dogs! The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Do you wish your life was a little more spooky? Well, what the heck? Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Tall tales. Although we went to dinner last night and you told the lady on our wait list that our name was Cradge. Was it Cradge? <laughs> Creepy cryptids. There. Poor Pizza Rat. Pizza Rat is pizza and a rat. Yeah, it's double delicious. He's a rat with pizza. It's like, yeah. oh man. Thank God there hasn't been a corn dog rat. Or you'd be eating that I think, rat. You know what? I think, in my defense, if someone was like, you ate a live rat, I'd say, well, it was holding a perfectly good corn dog. <laughs> Monstrous goofs. Well, you could probably just put a video because, like, our tombstones will probably just be, like, videos replaying. They'll be, like, memes or oh gifts. Yeah. Our tombstones will probably just be gifts. That's, that's one of the coolest things you've ever said. <laughs> a spooky spell. <laughs> Sorry, there's something stuck in my throat that whole time. Spooky Spouses, a part of the Scavengers Network and Viddy Space. New episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts.